0: I'm gonna give a little context, okay. just kind of, and I'm gonna leave this in. So on Reddit, I got a I got a link to a Reddit page of a question of why did high people in high school that shat on the bathroom floor why? And I sent this sent this link because I have a story of when I pooped on a bathroom floor. And it is my shit story. It is the story that all of my friends know exists. And it's the one that when we meet someone new that we are bringing into the friend group, it's kind of the initiation story. A little bit. But they have to sit through me telling the story because it's a pretty funny fucking story. It really is. So uh, someone sent me this link and I was like, at first I was concerned that someone had actually posted this story of them coming across the shit. So I was a little nervous. I just got outed on fucking internet on the fucking internet. But it was just a question. Why did you shit on the floor? So you know what? I was like, I'm going to own this in public. So I posted my story in the comments. And here's what I said. Well, if you really want to know. In middle school, I was both on the track team and the wrestling team. Track, practice, track practiced in the stadium and wrestling was in the field house right next to it. One day in track practice, the coach had everyone run the two mile. The milers, the sprinters, me, and the fields. Yes, the shot putters ran the two mile. Unfortunately, idiot me decided to run the full two miles as fast as my idiot heart could. <laughs> then I got, when I got to the end, seventh place, because my idiot heart just started to give out and the people pa- who paced themselves eventually passed me, uh, I threw up. Unfortunately, that wasn't all that my body needed to purge. I felt a rumble in my tummy that had a malicious intent. I ran to the I ran up the stairs to the field house, praying to God it was unlocked. It was, however, the lights were off. Now I knew where the bathroom was, but I had never actually been in there, so I walked in in the dark to the back and made the right turn. However, it was even darker, like the kind of dark that you can feel on your eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like sometimes it's dark enough that it's your like eyes are like, "What the pushing f-? on you?" Yeah. Right? Uh, I started to feel around the wall for a light switch. By this point. That rumble in my tummy felt to be be gathering an army strong enough to actually successfully pillage Minas Tirith. Reference. Alright. I gave up on the light and I started feeling for a stall. I managed, I guess, to walk parallel to the stalls because somehow I walked a solid ten seconds before turning to the right. My tummy, y'all, was being real mean at this point. (laughs) I opened the door and made a beeline for the toilet. Where's the toilet? Asks a young me. Surely it should be here. Exclaimed a young me. But alas, a young me had stumbled into a handicap stall. The stall in which the toilet is not a straight line from the door. Now my tummy has done its waiting. 12 minutes of it in Azkaban. And it was time. Little scared, pained and me reached down, pulled my pants down and well, yep. Yeah. unfortunately the theme of this story The bathroom was not cleaned before wrestling practice the next day, and it was found. But fortunately, yay, no one knew it was me. For I, a little scared, pained idiot, was absolutely not going to out myself for doing such a heinous act in a school field house. So that, my friend, is why I shat on the floor. Don't you mean anus act? You suck. (laughs) So yes... That is my shit story, and that is going to be on the internet now. All right. Yeah, there was a part of the story that I, you know, I'm not entirely confident that it happened. I feel like it did, but I not 100% confident, which is why I didn't put it in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, so the middle school and high school wrestling teams practiced together. Um, we separated to actually wrestle because there's no way they're gonna put a fucking six year old or sixth grader against a twelfth grader. Yeah. God, that'd be miserable. Um, but we were all in the same field house, and uh, senior, I'm. I, again, I'm not 100% certain this happens. I tell this as part of my story when I do it in person, but I was not going to put it on the internet because I'm not 100% certain. A senior walked into the bathroom when we were all getting ready to, like, for the coach to show us the uh, the move for the day, and it was like, "Ah, oh, coach, someone shit on the floor." <laughs> and we see like little stubby Coach Waller walk to the back and turn the right and just go, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happened. I don't. I'm not entirely sure that happened. Also, when I pooped, it managed to get a little bit in my underwear. So, like, after I had done the done heinous act, I kind of waddled with my pants down over to the... I like, ended up finding the light switch, turning the light on, and then I did not go into the bathroom stall to see what I had done. Because I did not... I'm almost certain it was not a pile. <laughs> it was a puddle oh i'm gonna stop talking about this now <laughs> know, what the a fact, way the to... fact that
2: you're wearing a suit makes this so much better
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i came straight from church and i'm wearing a full suit full double-breasted i don't have peak yes it is peak lapels peak... how did i not know my suit was peak lapels it's vaguely very
2: peak. unprofessional says Isn't someone it? who definitely knows what that is
0: a peak lapel, like the lapels are these things okay and this has got like a little oh, it's got a little yeah you know how like the the tuxes are just kind of like a triangle right yeah that's uh a standard lapel there's a name for it but i can't th- fucking think of it all right let's start the timer let's do it welcome to justice losers the podcast where we talk about pop culture media namely movies tvs comics and shit stories i'm your host Preston, joined us always by my delightful co-host so you missed a great opportunity there to say poop culture media a hey. get, get fucked
2: <laughs> <laughs> that matt that's me i'm matt
0: matt what should people do
2: like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, specifically, well, Game of Thrones is still running, so hit up our Gmail with all your. I was your gonna say theories. Gmail
0: if you guys have any embarrassing shit stories. Oh, that too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I just told mine on the internet, and that's out there forever. So fucking, might as well just tell us. Anyway. Yeah. Give you... me a little permission at the end, like if you want me to, I could tell it on the on the air no, and yeah. on the air. We're not live.
2: That's but cool. I'll tell it like
0: I absolutely. Those are fun stories. Mm-hmm. Especially, you just want to like get something off your chest. Let the world know about the time you shat on your sister's pillow. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen with me. That's just an example. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Clearly.
2: Completely. Never has happened before. Never happened. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, that's that. justice at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Hit us up there with all your embarrassing stories or Game of Thrones theories. Cause that's still happening.
0: I'm glad I told that story before my parents came in. Cause I'm waiting until we get like, drunk with my parents to tell them that story. <laughs> cause I'm going to tell them that story. Oh yes. I kind of teased them with it a little bit. If you, I don't know if I told you that. No, I don't uh, think so. It was like for East. Oh no. I, it was something, but like, uh, I told my sister that story and then I realized, cause my parents picked me up from, that that day Uh and uh my dad saw that i had like mummified my underwear with uh toilet paper and he was like you have an accident and i'm like yep but i don't think he knows what it actually was so i'm gonna tell them that story eventually but it's gonna be when there has been wine (laughs) (sighs) all right all right matt whoa what you been up to that's Uh, what we do first right yep second technically
2: yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe, yeah, what maybe third if you call it count the cold open, cold open pre-show banter as mm-hmm. an actual section.
0: How often do you put those in there? I never listen to our episodes. Uh,
2: not that often. Mm-hmm. If there's if there's something really good in there, I'll maybe cut it down and leave the good
0: part in. Or okay, but is it ever just like out of context me saying something absurd? every now and then yes i love those because i say lots of absurd things indeed
2: most of this podcast is just you saying absurdities true yep
0: we should call it justice absurds nah that's stupid no, i, I on, wish go i want to take that joke Stop out of it. there i wish i could like r- delete chunks of time and that that would have been one of those
2: all right no i'm what drinking if, a starbucks what if I about well I, yeah it's been a it's been a busy week because Hannah's graduating mm-hmm. summa cum laude, nine point eight or three point nine eight GPA and
0: summa. God
2: and uh, your girlfriend is a smart. cookie. Both her bachelor's and master's, uh, she carried the Price College banner at commencement <gasps> and Jeez. the American flag at the Price College uh, convocation.
0: Dude, your girlfriend is a smart cookie.
2: That is for darn sure. <laughs> <laughs> so she's taking one day off and then jumping into CPA studies. Oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm but, surprised she's
0: taking the one day off. To be honest, well, she's gonna she's gonna try to take Sundays off. Good,
2: because I mean it's like one thing, and she's super organized. She's taking a good chunk of today to just plan how she's gonna study every day. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm very proud of her, and so most of my week's been taken up by that. Okay, but also I did have time to watch the next episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: Oh shit!
2: Which. It's still bad, but it did a couple of things right. <laughs> uh, for one thing, it had Sean Astin. He's the. Really? Yeah. He's the little one off star for this one.
0: Huh.
2: Um, doesn't look like it'll be a recurring role, but maybe. Oh, never
0: is. They brought uh, um, Lynn Manuel. What was it? Lynn Man- Manuel Miranda. Miranda for like one episode. Yeah. Uh, they brought in. Oh, um, well, they brought in uh, Melissa Famero's husband for one episode. Hmm. He was the. He's the uh, the nerdy, uh, or the really hot uh, crossword puzzle guy that she has oh, a huge yeah. thing for. That's her husband. Okay. So, like, the whole, like, her being a huge, like, oh, you're so hot. It's just, like, just her talking to her husband. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Mom! You're interrupting! This is the I first mean, time she's ever walked in. It's usually dad. Mom, you're embarrassing me. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, shit. Happy Mother's Day.
2: <laughs> Happy Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> what a son I am. You know, I feel like I, I, I've I earned the accidental forgetting. Actually, I didn't even forget when I walked into church that I saw I was like, hey, it's Mother's Day, and I forgot to say it. But, like, nice. I have perpetually, like, bragged about my mom on Mother's Day. so <laughs> Yeah. I've earned the one day at one, one year I forgot. Yeah. That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh,
2: so the episode is mostly just kind of do its bad on a micro level, at least. Mm-hmm. A lot of the character interactions just feel like they're going back to season one types of jokes and story arcs before everyone got developed, and mm-hmm. it's it just all kind of fa- falls flat. But it does a couple really interesting things on sort of a macro scale that I actually can't really talk about without spoiling. Really? Yeah. There's
0: a ma- There's an overarching plot happening.
2: Well, it's not like an overarching plot thing. It's like the the structure of the episode. Well, it's it's done in real time. I can say that, which kind of just comes off as it's like, hey, look, we're referencing 24, so that's a joke in and of itself. Interesting. But no, it does it does something interesting with the sort of the the story for the episode mm-hmm. that I actually can't give away, but I think is very clever.
0: All right, I might. So, I have to
2: catch up. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, so I did that. I finished volume four of the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. Uh, okay. It's a you lot of good stuff. You trucking
0: through that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, you just bought that, didn't you? That was the thing we got on for Comic Book Day.
2: Uh, no, I didn't get that because I have all six volumes of that. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm I'm trucking through because I'm really enjoying it. So yeah. book four is like the the culmination of his adventure with Constantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up fighting this giant evil primordial force um what's it called evil
0: oh so it's like not the rot or like it might be it might it could be what eventually evolved into the rot yeah there's sort of
2: there's sort of some hints and stuff that i could see building into the rot okay but i don't think they've explicitly referenced it as such uh
0: is the red a thing uh in those or is that something they kind of retconned animal man later
2: sort of okay it's not super coherent okay um but so like each each volume has a little quote on the back from the the story Mm -hmm. um and i think volume one of the early volumes has something like there's a red world that eats your friends and your life and it's angry interesting and and there's a lot of talk about the green and so yeah
0: so yeah so for people who don't know the um in dc comics current continuity i don't know if it's a thing that's always been a thing and or when it developed uh there are three known kind of life uh like life energies i guess there's the green which is all plant life the red which is all animal life and the rot which is all decay and midi <laughs> uh, and the rot, which is all decay. So, and mm-hmm. it's not—it's not inherently evil. Decay, like it's—it's right. it's the kind of thing that like you need. Death. It has to happen. Yeah. it's inevitable. The, it's just not—it's not evil. Yeah. The um,
2: the famous Parliament of Trees issue is swamp thing kind of like, he goes and he talks to all the old former swamp things, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Look, here's the cycle of life. Where's yeah. the evil in that?"
0: Yeah. So, okay.
2: Yep. Cool. So there's that and then I've gotten into volume 5 which just kind of goes nuts. Hmm. He, um uh, the last couple issues he declared war on Gotham City and oh, just shit. like overwhelmed it with plants. <laughs> 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 kind of tried to return it to was this? nature. This would have been 84
0: 84. What was happening in 84 in Batman? Not cataclysm. Cataclysm was after uh, no,
2: not 84, because it would have been after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths.
0: 87? Maybe?
2: Maybe. Um, yeah, he... So the, the story is um, an enterprising photographer catches a photo of him making out with Abby Cable. Uh-huh. Um, formerly Abigail Arcane. Yeah. But she got married to a different guy and changed her name. Uh, and she gets put on trial for um, unnatural sexual relations. Interesting. Like, because, I mean, he's a plant monster. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, this is, like, bestiality except worse because <laughs> it's a plant monster. Plantstiality. Yep. So at what point does a wooden dildo become plantstiality? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends
0: on if the plant's alive or not. Okay. Yeah. People okay. have weird kinks. People fuck their car. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a friend that I definitely wanted to out, but I I would absolutely get murdered yeah, by probably. him if I did that. Yep. Uh. What's it called when you have sex with a plant? Okay, we're Googling it. We're we going... are Googling okay. this shit. I want to know. Dendrophilia. Dendrophilia, okay. Uh, or less often, arbo- Arborphilia or dendro- dendro- Dendrophily? Dendrophily? Dendrophily, probably. The love of trees. Yep. Well... Yep. The love of tr- – uh, oh, wait, in terms may sometimes refer to a par- uh, paraphilia in which people are sexually attracted to or sexually aroused by trees. Okay. But I it, mean, y- you do you, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, she gets put on trial uh, in Louisiana, skips bail, and flees to Gotham. Uh-oh. Um, almost immediately gets uh, arrested in a – prostitution sting
0: why flee to oops why flee to gotham
2: that's kind of a question she asks herself when she gets there <laughs> like any city <laughs> like, I could Why go could have to, to faucet city or metropolis yeah. <laughs> but nope <laughs> ended up in gotham did
0: she say faucet city i don't think faucet city was a thing yet Probably i don't think not. shazam had okay been re-aroused it was one of the other <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I definitely questioned it the moment i said it and then there was a
2: delay before you looked at me like my whole beating off the army of the dead one yeah. from a couple weeks ago <laughs> uh no but uh she shows them gotham gets arrested in a prostitution sting and gets questioned by harvey bullock so he shows up and then okay. um they quickly realize that she's actually abby cable and they need to put her on trial um and Swamp Thing, who's been off fighting this evil for a few months, because time gets weird once you go into, um, I guess it's sort they of... They do that in the
0: Rot World crossover. Yeah. He, go, he, he goes into the Rot, and then he comes back, and it's like, he's, he was in there for like an hour, and it comes back, and it was a year.
2: Yeah. That, that happens in this. Hmm. So um, it's probably the Rot. Yeah. It might be like what yeah. evolves into the Rot. There's a lot of cool characters that show up in that. You can kind of see, I guess it, this would be pre-Justice League Dark, but it's sort of the you, you can see those elements coming together so hmm. there's like Zatanna and Doctor Fate yeah. and uh, Dead Man and Phantom Stranger Xanadu and, Um
0: I... Xanadu was around by then. Xanadu was one of the early ones. I don't think
2: Xanadu showed up in the Cult. Doctor uh, Cult. Yeah. first um,
0: first DC character that's still used. Huh. Doctor Cult's the, the earliest one. Okay. Uh the Spectre. Spectre. Yeah. Yep. If there's anything with magic, he's fucking around.
2: Yep. <laughs> um yeah, so they open that
0: same with Constantine. Boy, do they butt heads a lot.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> he's he's kind of the driving force for a couple volumes there. But um yeah, so he comes out of that and it's like trying to figure out what's going on and he just sees a newspaper on the ground and it's like uh have a cable arrested in New York and he reads it and and he explodes. He hmm. just he so he at this point can travel just by like moving his consciousness from one point from to one another. point to another through plants and yeah just popping up wherever and so he pops up in gotham and wreaks havoc at the courthouse and is like all right you're gonna give me my wife back or it's gonna end very badly for your city and they don't and he just covers everything in plants that is amazing just turns it into an actual jungle <laughs> and it's kind of fun because you can see sort of the some actual alan moore philosophy under there because uh-huh. this is around the same time sort of the same decade at least as v for vendetta which is all about anarchy and um stuff like that and it's sort of returning it to a state of nature anarchy type thing and Uh he's got some really interesting ideas about it yeah way out there but it's cool to look at
0: number 53
2: yeah this is um 52 and 53 i think
0: 52 and 53 i'm gonna see um, you see what's happening around with Batman around that time.
2: Well, he, Batman shows up, of course. Because yeah. there's someone wreaking havoc on his city. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Batman, I see the Batman gets out the bat weed killer. They don't call it that, but oh God. he's got like some some weed killer, and he sprays the swamp thing that shows up to talk to him, and uh-huh. that one dies, and then about twenty more pop up <laughs> around, and Batman's like, bad idea. Uh oh. <laughs> gets the snot beaten out of him um and then he batman actually ends up on swamp thing's side he's like of course he does you know
0: batman always ends up on the right side because he's always right
2: right and so he's he's like yeah this is this is not just like i'm here to protect the laws of this city but if i don't believe in these laws then i don't feel i can uphold them and so he pressures gordon into releasing her eventually um and then at the very end of the issue uh some guys show up And kill Swamp Thing with some technology made by Lex Luthor. Oh, good. So he's dead as of last thing I read. Um, That'll be fun. I will say there's a very fun Batman moment. Like Once he decides he's going to release the city, once he has Abby, um, he rolls up and talks to Batman. And uh, Batman's like, all right, this is good. This is okay. You're moving on. But if you ever do this to the city again, I will kill you. And Swamp Thing says, yes, I believe you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's Batman number 400. Okay. And I'm going to try to – I'm uh, going into the DC universe to see if I can like actually see the comic. Because uh-huh. uh, my god, are they just persistent in adding – because that mission that they've had where they're going to put all the comics up to a year previous yeah. – they are living up to that. Yeah, like no. every time I go in, there's like a thousand more comics, and it's just like, good god, I have so much to read. You got so many
2: interns <laughs> just in there scanning stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um. man. But yeah, so the synopsis, the brief synopsis I read, not movies. I don't want the Batman movie. I want the Batman comic. Um, the synopsis I read uh, was, uh. Something about, like, all Arkham got broken out. So I'm wondering if everything being taken over by plants kind of damaged Arkham and all his foes broke out. Possibly. That'd be a good... He does, he
2: kind of, he can sort of just sense what's going on in people's minds. And he he senses his way through Arkham for a couple of pages just so we can get Two-Face and Joker cameos. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, I'm going to keep looking for this after I... Are you done with your... What's I'm done to... with
2: my what I put up, to's.
0: Oh, well, so... <laughs> I've been playing Minecraft. Yeah, you mentioned it is... last week. Yeah, oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been playing it a lot more, because, like, I forgot how addicting it was. Mm. And, like, especially going back... So this isn't like a, oh, I'm going to play Minecraft, and I'm going to do, 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 do... Like, with with my education and efficiency now, like with my degree of being an industrial systems engineer, my brain registers everything much more effectively on like how to run things Mm -hmm. and like just, and like being older now, I haven't played it in like four or five years. Like I was in high school last time I played it, Um, played it for real. Like Nick and I tried to build OU campus and did a really good job for one building. Um, But like, I'm older and I'm smarter and I'm well, marginally. Uh, it's actually interesting to see how much different I played now and how I like, mm-hmm. I have a better situational awareness of like how to play the game. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to it. I'm going to play it hard because I always played like an easy or like peaceful or normal. Like right. if I got risky, I was just like, I jumped straight to hard. I've died one time. And, like, when I played on Easy, I died a million times. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I'm way more careful about how I do things now. Right. And, I don't know, it's... Uh, I think the the fad of Minecraft is kind of what killed it for me. Mm. Is it, like, I was playing it and it was fun, and then everyone became about Minecraft.
2: Because it's so addictive.
0: Because it's, it's addictive. But then it just became the thing that everyone always does, and it just kind of killed it for me. Yeah. Like, because there's... It's, it's not that, like... Oh, I didn't want. I don't want to play it because everyone else was playing it. It's that even when I wasn't playing it, I was hearing about it. Yeah. And that and like I never got a break from it. Sorry. Uh. I never got a break from it, so it burned me out a lot quicker. Uh huh. And it's the same thing with like the way Fortnite was. I played Fortnite for like a couple days when it first came out, Mm -hmm. and then just everyone was talking about it all the time. And I'm like, that I'm sick of this now. Like just always being around it. So having Minecraft, having fade from like the public, just super hyper everything made it made it more enjoyable again unfortunately it seems to have gotten stupider since uh microsoft just bought it out and they just added a whole bunch of shit to it that doesn't need to be there yep like i remember i was playing it at the height when you could punch a sheep and get wool like -hmm. you just walk up to a sheep punch it and then all the wool would fall off Mm -hmm. now you can't now you have to get shears which is like that was an early on edition i knew that and, like, when they added enchanting stuff, that was pretty cool because I kind of like that. You get to, like, build up your army or your armor and, like, kind of mm-hmm. have some... Like, you work towards something and then you get rewards for it. Uh, there's more things that you can work toward. But now there's, like, ocean exploration, which is just, like, another entire monster. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh, it's a For how much they've added, there's not as much goal. You can beat the inner Dragon, which is a thing that's doable that I want to do, but then, like, after that it's kind of less... I think there's, like, kind of dungeons mm-hmm. almost. There's slightly, like, under under uh, exploration things, which like, having played Skyrim that's kind of the thing you do once you beat the game is you go dungeon exploring, which right. is it's like, the whole game is based on dungeons, basically. Like, everything's considered a dungeon. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I feel like there needs to be more of that. Okay. Um... I read three pages of the new teen Titans before reading. This happens all the time when I'm reading the new teen Titans. Boy can fucking Marv Wolfman, write. Because every time I read something, I get an idea for something for D and D because I was like, I read the first three pages and like I read something in the first page. I was like, that's an interesting idea. And then I kept reading. I'm like, Oh no, I gotta, I gotta write this down. So I immediately put the book <laughs> down and went and like typed it out. Um, I just thought it, it helped me write the, the initiation for or like the initial campaign for mm-hmm. my friends that are, we're starting this summer. So yeah. Other than that, uh, it's been finals week. Yeah. It has so been that. super nothing, but now there's going to be super fucking everything. Yep. I'm going to be doing so much reading, and so many movie watchings, and so many shows watchings, and yep. it's going to be great. My Watchmen up are going to be loaded. Good. We're at 20 minutes. All right. Let's truck through the news
2: real quick. Okay.
0: It 2 trailer.
2: It 2 trailer.
0: God, it's so creepy when she pokes her head out. Yeah. I cannot wait for this movie. This is going to be good. That is the horror, and it's, and Andrew pointed this thing out for me, we don't often see what the what the scary killer monster thing is doing outside of the view of the characters. Right. And so like we get, we get to kind of see that mm-hmm. also considering that no one is actually looking at the clown and uh, the woman. He's just dancing back there for the fuck of it. Yeah. He's just living his best life. He's, he's dancing around. He's just like, just kind of doing a little hump dance. Like anyone dancing clown. That was fucking creepy. I know. That was not a Pennywise voice, but that was still creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I imagined your teeth would get as big as Pennywise's. You <laughs> have overbite when you do that smile. Like a huge overbite.
1: <laughs> oh, I know.
0: <laughs> but yeah, oh my god, such a creep. It's a, that's a good trailer. I often don't like when trailers do just a scene, mm-hmm. but they do exactly what they need to do. Because you're watching an It 2 trailer, It Chapter 2 trailer, and you're like, oh, it's a scary movie. And then for the first half of it, you're like, when's it gonna get scary? Yep. And then they start kind of like... Little things. Like a little, like a fly. And, it's, and, like, she stares for a little, and you're like, oh, okay, that's creepy. And then the, I think the initial just creepy part is the, the head, like, the, the really, whoop, like, because it's so, you don't see the, they definitely edited this a little bit. Or fucking, uh, Bill, uh, don't tell me. God damn it. Uh... Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård is good at this, but mm-hmm. if you were to stick your head out like that, there would be a kind of bounce because mm-hmm. your, your muscles need to contract and it's a, there's a, um, a time it takes to contract to stop you. Right. So you kind of slow down and go back a little bit. He just kind of goes, you like there's no bounce. It's just really quick and really smooth and yep. it's creepy as fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, I got chills when I saw that. Yeah. And, oh my god, I can't wait for that movie. Yep. I'm not a huge paranormal person. Oh, I know that. But this one's like, it's just enough paranormal that I'll accept it. And yeah. kind of the rest of it's slashery. A,
2: a good way I heard it described is almost as a gateway horror movie. Yeah. Like, it's not over the top. It's sort of a good one for teenagers that are first getting introduced to the genre. And, and that they're they okay can't with clowns. Porn. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Boy, if you can't do clowns. Yeah. Like, our friend Brendan hates clowns. Yep oh man i i will never put brendan through it <laughs> unless he really pisses me off and i'm like hey we'll watch a really cool car movie <laughs> and then it's it he he'll notice it immediately and just be like out yeah but he'll uh, recognize the first scene yeah oh yeah because the it's first first really first scene yeah so that happened uh what else happened
2: uh we got a watchman teaser
0: yes we did so it's not Watchmen; it's a pre, it's a prequel. It's thing. a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh, that's right; we've talked about yeah. this before. It's I always a, forget. It's
2: a modern day. It looks like it's just following the events of the original Watchmen. Okay. Um, this looks nuts. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah,
0: that's like, it, oh man, I'm excited for this. Yeah, HBO can do. Is do you think is this gonna be a is this a limited series? I think so. I'm not sure. I mean, actually. technically, uh, Game of Thrones is a limited series, because HBO just... needs their one thing that, like, everyone can then go to after Game of Thrones. Right. Because well, I mean, Game of Thrones is their moneymaker.
2: Yeah. I mean, their spinoffs are already starting shooting this year. Yeah. Um. No, but I, I don't even know what to think about this. I'm excited just because it's it's a property I really love, and because yeah. it's a new and exciting take on it. Uh huh. It just looks so weird. I don't know what to think yet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I mean
2: I mean Watchmen's a weird world, so Oh yeah. I, I like that they're leaning into that and there's a lot of new ideas that look like they'll be fun.
0: Yeah. I cannot find the old the original series of Batman. I'm still looking, by the way. Like that this I had not stopped looking. I'm looking for the original Bat oh that, that there's Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> nice. Batman Bat Knight, or Might. Uh yeah, there's just a fuck ton of Batman comics, dude. Legend of the Dark Knight. They have all 87 books of Legend of the Dark Knight. Wow. Like that's they they are not dancing around this. They have all 46 DC Elseworlds for Batman. Uh they have all 134 world's finest comics. Mm-hmm. Like they everything's on here now. It is absolutely worth it now. <laughs> worth the $15 I'm spending cuz I have people yeah <laughs> paying me yep. to use it. But yeah, I'm gonna look for this later. Maybe I'll post something about it. All Let's right. See if there's. Oh, I just got to the end of the list and I didn't find it. Okay. I'll find it later.
2: Um. Yeah. Anything? Any other news? Uh, we got that spoiler. Endgame spoilery. Far from home trailer.
0: Oh. <gasps> oh, I don't. Uh, okay. So. Ah. Uh, so he says that there's a multiverse thing that there's. They talk about it being a multiverse, mm-hmm. but again, Mysterio's kind of a dick. And his, his thing's he's, all about illusion and I'm dis- misdirection. I'm pretty sure
2: he's just lying about
0: Everyone, because that's... Uh, I mean, I feel like he's almost not. Because I've seen a lot... I've seen too many articles about the Russo brothers saying, oh, we had no idea they were going to do multiverse stuff. And mm-hmm. they were like, don't trust Mysterio. And it's like, I feel like you're laying this on a little thick there. Like, you're trying okay. to mislead us into, like, thinking that it's... Because they almost... It's similar because they were like, oh, in event, or, uh, Infinity War is not going to do what you think. And it did exactly what we thought. Yeah. So, like, I wonder if they're trying to mislead us a little bit. Okay. Into thinking that, like, oh, he's lying or something like that. Because that's a pretty hefty change to throw in a trailer. Yeah. However, I think that it could be an actual rational decision to put it in the trailer. So people start people who care will start kind of wrapping their mind around it. Right. So it's easier to explain in the movie. Because um, then, like, because... For people who are not huge comic people, they go, multiverse? The fuck is that? Go to Google. You'll get the first three sentences of the results will be like, multiverse theory is that there's an idea that there's infinite parallel universe with slightly different Mm -hmm. worlds. Um, And they'll be like, oh, got it. Cool. Now I know. Um, But when he was just like, we need someone like you on our world. Like, from world, it's like, he's from Earth, but not our Earth. I paused it immediately and just started screaming and dancing. (laughs) Because what's my... What's my favorite uh, comic superhero comic book story of all time?
2: Come on. Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes.
0: Correct. <laughs> Alternate universes. No, it's Christ on Infinite Earths, yeah. which is the introduction to comic, the uh, introduction of the multiverse stuff in comics in general. Mm-hmm. Not the introduction, really, but, like, using it extensively. Right. And it's so much fun because it just lets, it gives you so much variety that you can do. And I am so excited for this. I like pause it freaked out again or freaked out about it and then press play. And then he was like, multiverse? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I I got that. (laughs) Spelling it out for the people that didn't catch it, but but oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah. This there is so if they do this, if they make it so that it did tear a hole, like Thanos and Snap tore a hole, it explains the X-Men of Fantastic Four. Yeah. Easy way for them to do that. You can do uh, elseworld stuff like what if right. type movies. You can explain like things being off just in general ways. Like you can give somebody powers that they used to not have because this, because mm-hmm. fucking Thanos is snap. It's the <laughs> it's an, it's not not as Deus Ex Machina. It's a kind of like so I, I, I'm getting at it like if. If there had not been eleven years of build up to this, mm-hmm. this would be considered a Deus Ex Machina, yes. where it's just a meaningless explanation. But they did it for eleven years, yeah, and now it's just like, yeah, this thing that happened over the course of eleven years is why that there's why there's this fucking weirdness, mm-hmm. and it makes so much sense, yeah, because mystical gems that do things, it's just like it's there's so much absurdity to it that it's just like, yeah, p- sure. Sure it created the X-Men, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I buy it. Sure. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. I'm so excited
2: for multiverse stuff. And let's just set aside the fact for a moment that it's a, it's another Spider-Man
0: movie with Tom Holland. Dude, and that's always a good thing. I'm so excited. And like they I feel like they're just taking a lot of things at it. Mm-hmm. like they're they just in the trailer they dropped the um, the multiverse thing. They dropped Mary Jane or knowing he's Batman which is great. Batman? It's Spider-Man. Oops. Batman. <laughs> Oops. Uh it's along the lines of the Green Lantern thing where she's like, Hal, I know it's you." He's like, "What?" It's like y- it's not you can't cover your cheekbones and expect people not to know it's you. Yeah. Like it's obvious he's Spider-Man if you so paying like,
2: attention and if you're really smart like this like Mary of MJ Jane is. is. Yeah.
0: Um so that's going to be really fun. I think that I think it's not going to be her messing messing with him or him like backing himself out of it i think it's just gonna be like you're spider-man he's like what and she's like yeah yeah i'm not stupid Mm -hmm. like and then that's it and then she knows and then it's fine because mary jane does know like all the time see she knew in spider-man 2 yeah
2: (laughs) it it depends it depends on the the version and yeah, how far along they are in the yeah. continuity, but so
0: like I I think that they're they're throwing out all these like big plot points at you in the trailers so that they can focus on like some real crazy shit that happens in the movie because mm-hmm. I think and again we've seen I think we saw a clip of all of like Manchester something completely destroyed mm-hmm. which is kind of what we talked about that's what the stakes of this movie is mm-hmm. it's not a universe threatening thing it's a one of the country or one of the districts of london
2: right we're getting back to a very ground level thing (laughs)
0: yeah it's just like i can't do this like you've been to space great line great line super nick fury (laughs) Bitch, you've been to space you can handle this (laughs) i love it uh
2: let's see what else happened uh oh disney announced their schedule for dates moving forward for a lot of stuff oh yeah so uh, you get
0: Spider Man 2019, and that's the only other movie in 2019, except well, yeah, because the next movie is 2020. No, oh, oh de- Marvel, oh, Marvel, yeah, yeah, because that's what they released. Well, we've already
2: we've already this will be our third Marvel movie of the year, yeah, Captain Marvel and Endgame.
0: But then like the next one's gonna be like summer or late 2020, yeah, because it's gonna be because we don't have again we've talked about this we don't have any else anything else filmed.
2: Yeah, we have like
0: they started working. Spider
2: Man's on... for sure. Black Widow's coming down the tubes. Yep. the Eternals is coming down the tubes. Yep, uh, Guardians
0: Sh... is Guardians Three is underway again. Um,
2: Shang Chi is. Sort oh, that's of, right. That's happening. Sort of getting put together. Um,
0: all the Spider Man things. Morbius is working on it.
2: Yeah, true. That's happening. Exactly. That is happening.
0: Yeah. Jared Leto coming back with another what? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> something. Um, yeah. But the the real exciting news, or maybe not, is that uh, between 2021 and 2027, the Christmas slot will be filled with alternating Avatar and Star Wars movies. Uh, I thought they were done with Star Wars movies. I thought they were too, but we got a new one coming in 2022.
0: What's it going to be?
2: I don't know. I don't know if they've said anything.
0: They literally made an announcement that we're done with movies for a while after this. But they also said Ryan Johnson's
2: trilogy was still going forward, so maybe it's that.
0: Oh, uh, it's probably that. Because if it's twenty, like twenty twenty to twenty twenty, that's seven movie, or that's seven years.
2: Yeah. Well, they're doing they're doing three movies. Yeah. It'll be twenty two, twenty four, and twenty six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. So that's, yeah. that's and then a the four avatars in the odd numbered years. Yeah. So. Oh man, the avatars don't need to fucking happen. Oh yeah, because no. they have Fox now right god disney is a monopoly (laughs) they really have a hold on the entertainment industry yep well that'll be lots of disney lots of lots of money spent on like
2: just so much money yep well as long as they continue to provide high quality services
0: for a reasonable price i think i'm okay with it yep all right okay anything else uh i don't think so all right i'm going to pause our timer this time okay Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We're Game, spoiling, of we're Game of spoilers. Spoilers of Thrones. Don't
2: forget to put a spoiler tag in the description. I will try to remember cuz I always forget and then I go back and I edit it in.
0: Did I do that? Yes, I did do it last time. Okay. I did do it. Uh Yeah, so Game of Sp- Thrones spoilers if you have not seen episode season 8 episode 4, stop listening now. Go down in the description and look at like like and click on or whatever you can do with Yeah. Go to the time. I usually give it a little bit of extra time. Right to kind of really make sure you don't like miss the button and then hear a really big spoiler at the end. So if you haven't listened to it or have seen it, don't stop listening. Uh, but don't worry. Your episode will still be a full length because I have paused the timer that I didn't do last time.
2: Yep. Uh, so it's not like we're we're not depriving you of any quality content.
0: Yep. We're not going to take 30 minutes to do this and be at an hour and then just bullshit some really quick thing. So, yeah, Really good
2: episode. Oh, Game of Thrones is back.
0: Game of Thrones is back, baby.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my god! Like this is just every character interaction. It the, the character interactions are getting better every episode. Yeah. Like the second or the first episode was like kind of okay. Second episode was a better version of what we got for the first episode. Third right. episode was. <laughs> Fourth episode was just. Is there some googly eyes going between Sansa and the Hound? I hope not. That's weird. I don't think that's what that was. <laughs> but that might be
2: wishful thinking on my part.
0: Yeah. Um so this episode was 30 minutes of just like the reason you just get super laid after a giant battle. Yep. Like it's just holy shit we survived this. Yeah. Let's just let loose and they do. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's wonderful. You see Podrick in the background with two girls because yep. magical cock. Um, you get uh, people doing the drinking game with Tyrion. Yeah. Drunk Brienne. Oh, that was good. That was so funny. Yep. Uh, Tormund crying. Brienne finally getting some action. Brienne finally getting some action only to have it just yanked from under her feet. That was brutal. That was, okay. So I'm going to say this. Okay. I'm going to put it out on the internet, and I'm going to fucking fight all you idiots that are going to fight me on this. This was a very well-written movie. Or movie. Kind of. <laughs> Felt like it. Very well-written episode. The three things that I... So there's the Free Folk, which is a subreddit, mm-hmm. which is usually pretty funny. People like put memes and stuff. There was three things about this episode that is all people talked about. Mm-hmm. The coffee cup, uh, <laughs> uh, ghost being left behind, and bad writing. The coffee cup was a mistake. They've owned the mistake. It's fine. Yep. Shit happens. There, It's just fucking sometimes there's a thing in the background. Sometimes there's a 2016 Camry in the background of a movie that's set in 1982. Yep. Like, I don't know if that actually That's – I'm sure that's happened at some Probably. point. Probably. There's a um,
2: there's a man in a cowboy hat in the background of Pirates of the Caribbean somewhere. There's a there's
0: a man throwing a dog into an ocean in in one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> like there's shit that happens. Yeah. Fuck off. Stop. Stop focusing on that. Two. Ghosts getting left behind. is the same reason that it's the same plot wise reason that. Tormund and Sam got left behind. It's a writing. It's a thing that they wrote in that John is leaving his best friends behind. Yes, that's the point. John is like making kind of a mistake by just going all in for Danny and leaving everything he loves behind. Yep, that's the point. If he just took uh, everyone with him, then there would be no like risk or like him taking a leap of faith for her. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Jamie doing what he did is another written thing because that's his character arc. He's no, he's what 30 or 40, like late forties. Yeah. He's late forties. He's known and loved Cersei for his entire life. It's only in the past, like two seasons that we've seen him start to question that. And the past one season where he's like really questioned it. But like the moment he sees that in danger he, of course, he's gonna relapse. Yeah, that's it's called a relapse. Shit happens. That's more character development for him. That it's it's a flaw. Mm-hmm. Characters have flaws, and
2: yeah. that's
0: like I I really appreciate that they did that because that's gonna make an even harder decision for him later. Yes. I think he's gonna kill Brianna in the next episode. Brand? I think she
2: she's gonna come after him.
0: I think I think she's gonna come in and fight and try to attack Cersei. And he's going to have to make a decision and they're going to kill each other. I thought she was going to stay in Winterfell. Do we know that if she
2: stayed or, lent, stayed or went? We didn't see her leave, but she said she was sworn to protect Sansa.
0: I'm pretty sure that they said something about like, it's been done. Like, this is where you need to go to protect me or something like that. I don't know. Um, if if they come in contact, I th- I so I'm less confident about this theory. I think they're going to kill each other. Okay, Because that's going to be an emotional thing. That's going to be a decision. That's going to be a... She's going to go try to attack Cersei. He's going to be like, oh, the girl I fucked the other day? Or, like, the woman that I've been fucking for 40 years and is my sister and, like, I just innately love her and will mm-hmm. defend her. And he's going to try to fight her and she's going to kill him, but then he's going to, like, stab back or something. That's an, that's an emotional end to that story. I can see how people would be pissed off about that, but, like, that's kind of a logical conclusion to where this... Has been. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it? No.
2: Nah. Okay. For one thing I think Jamie needs to kill Cersei. I think that's the logical conclusion there.
0: Nah, I think is gonna kill her. What if,
2: if Arya kills her wearing Jamie's face?
0: That that's one of the big fucking theories. We've, oh it is? We've been over th- yeah, we've been over that. I haven't heard that. Yeah. That's one of the big theories is that like huh. Arya wears the face of Jamie and kills uh kills Cersei. How have you not heard that? I don't hear that many theories. <laughs>
2: I only know the good ones, like Varys is a Merling, and D plus D equals T. Daenerys plus Droco equals Tyrion. Oh, goddammit. <laughs> uh,
0: what else happened in this episode? Oh, um, the mountain. That's where the Game of Thrones is back. The mountain killed... Uh, Missandei. Missandei. At the very end, yeah. The very end,
2: just like... I mean, we all like... Are we going to ignore the dragon death for a second? Or the fact that I called the dragon oh death? Oh my
0: god, you called the dragon death, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. So in our death pool, Matt was like, I'm going to call... Well, you said "Uh, Viserion. I, I can't keep the, yeah. the two I know Viserion's the one that died because I've looked it up multiple times. Okay. But you said Viserion, but we all understood that you meant the dragon that's not the one... The secondary dragon the f- that's still alive. Yeah. And... uh. Was that your theory? That yeah, I was
2: I was pretty sure it was going to be an unexpected scorpion shot from Euron.
0: I want to talk about this thing. Okay, I think Tyrion is betraying uh, Danny. Okay, but I don't think he's betraying Danny for Cersei. I think he's playing both sides in a way that Varys kind of is as well. So I think that Tyrion. Everyone's saying that Tyrion is still loyal to the Lannisters and is betraying uh, Danny the whole time. Based on stuff he said to Kyburn, mm-hmm. I think what he's been doing is trying to reduce the collateral damage that's gonna come from the inevitable war between the two of them. Okay. Like getting the dragons killed reduces the amount that that Danny can burn the fuck out of mm-hmm. uh King's Landing. You get like he got lucky with the winter with the with Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the armies got wiped out, basically. Yeah. Because there's... We've talked about this. There's three main trained army... Not trained. There's three main armies that you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. There's the Dothraki, yep. which is just... From episode two of the entire series, Robert said, you don't want to meet the Dothraki in open field. Right. There's the Unsullied, which are slaves. And then there's the Golden Company, which are a bunch of sellswords. They're the three you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. Both of Danny's two are gone. <laughs> Except yep. for those, like, 25 Unsullied left with PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> um... And I think, because he said to Kyber and he said, "Let's do what we can to avoid the death of innocence." Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's doing. He's trying to kind of just kill off both armies, so the inevitable giant climactic battle is just like 13 people duking it out in a room. <laughs> like that's what's left. And I think that's what he's doing. Is he's like he sent a message to Euron saying, "We're coming with dragons. Get right to fucking kill those dragons." I don't want you to win, but the longer that those dragons are still alive, the closer Dana gets to Mad Queening the shit and burning King's Landing and killing innocents.
2: Which I still think she does. She, I think that's where episode. she's going, yeah. and I think
0: Tyrion sees that coming. He knows the 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 Targaryen like just the the mindset of Targaryens, yeah. and he's like, "Fuck, this is gonna happen." Mm-hmm. And I, I, the only flaw I see in this theory is that with his conversation with Varys, I feel like that would have come up. I yeah. feel like there would have been some kind of thing where they, like, look at each other and they're like, we're on the same side on this.
2: Yeah. The, those two guys are too smart. They're and that, very smart. That that also, it feels like it's too much to write into, at this point, probably just one more episode.
0: Well, okay, so, like, if you think about it, all the mistakes he's made has just been reducing Danny's forces. Yeah. You could, you could explain that with one line. He goes, like, she goes, you've been betraying me. He's like... Or she's like, you've been making mistakes, or, like, make something like that. And he's like, they haven't been mistakes. I've been trying to reduce your army so you don't just murder millions of innocents. Like, and then that explains everything he's done. Mm -hmm. That could explain why, from season five, when uh, George R. R. Martin's writing of Tyrion ceased, Mm -hmm. it became mistake after mistake after mistake. Because that's when he started going, fuck, I gotta start working on this. And he starts making mistakes, in air quotes. Okay, yeah. Because he's so smart. Yeah. I don't like that if, if he is just but making mistakes, that's a massive declination of his character.
2: Yeah. I mean, it could also be a point that, like, smart people can't solve all the problems and smart people make mistakes, too.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like...
2: there's the explicit line from various where he's like, yeah, I'm really smart, but I made a mistake. I backed the wrong ruler. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like that he's backspidering around. Oh dude,
0: he is so backspidering around because like he literally he made the promise to Danny that I will tell you if, if I feel like if you're doing something that is betrayal worth. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. And she disregarded it. Yep. And he's like, I fucking kept my promise. Yeah. Time to get you time to stab you in the back. Yeah. And this it's is, amazing. This is why
2: he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, he's so good. It's probably him and Davos. Yeah. But So my only problem with that is really a problem with the last two or three seasons Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of things that have been kind of underwritten the past few seasons. So like if we assume that Tyrion is not making mistakes on purpose, if he's just making them because he's, that's the way he's written now, then uh, that's kind of, I think it's kind of indicative of one of the problems of the last three seasons that they kind of know where they want them to be at the end, but they don't know how to keep them moving towards there. Uh And so various, has nothing to do for the entirety of season six and seven he's just there to lurk in the background and merman around and (laughs) go talk to the the dornish or something yeah swim over there uh and then suddenly they introduce this intrigue again where he's his loyalties are divided and he's suddenly in doubt about all his decisions yeah as much as i love that it needed more setup yeah through the the previous seasons i think Mm -hmm. um and i think that's one of the problems with this episode is not problems with this episode inherently but problems with what came before because it like there's a lot of good writing in there yeah. but it needed more of a basis in some places yeah going back to jamie it just felt the past couple seasons like they've been like yeah he's just a good guy now
0: he's tre- they were treading water and waiting for the drama of yeah season eight.
2: yeah there was there was no arc yeah. They just dropped him off on a plateau until they needed to pick him back up again. yeah and that It's not an indictment of this episode. It's an indictment of how they got from point A to point B.
0: Dude, I'm fucking excited for this next episode. Yeah, I am so nervous. I think, like, I think this kind of goes along with what I was saying that with episode five or with episode three, no one died, and then they were gonna do an episode four, which they didn't. But I think it was like a false sense of security that your characters are safe. And then this, and we were talking about this in the car. I think it's a more you'll get a more good bad feeling. Yeah. When characters you know kill each other, yeah. rather than the army of the dead overwhelms and kills a bunch of people, yeah. like if you see the mountain and Cersei, and fuck, maybe Kyburn makes some potion or something and manages to stab someone, kill someone. Yeah, your characters are being killed by other characters you know, so you have a way, you have a you have a person to hate. Yeah, so that when they die, then it's more satisfying. Yeah, so like I think that's what they might do because. There's a severely small amount of people left to act as cannon fodder for Danny's forces. Yeah, it's now John is fighting the Golden Company. Yeah, because I was making the comment. Now it's Jamie fighting the gold. It was like Jamie and the Unsullied and Dothraki. I keep hitting my mic. It was like Jamie and the uh, Dothraki and Unsullied fighting the Golden Company. Now it's just. I was saying now it's just Jamie fighting the golden company. Not even Jamie anymore. It's just John and a dragon fighting the golden company essentially. Yeah. And that's terrifying. Yeah. And I think this is the time that we're going to see people die. What I if hope so. fucking um Harry Strickland just kills like eight of our main characters? Cuz he's a big character in the books, right? Uh he or He's like a legendary more of character.
2: A character in the books, yeah. Yeah.
0: And we've only seen him twice. We saw him on the boat, Yep. and then we saw him
2: talk to Cersei. I don't even remember what he looks like at this point. Yeah, I'm mixing looked,
0: him up with Edmure for some reason. He's got a big mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said that kind of Canadian. Mouth. Mouth. He's got a big mouth. Um, but what if he just like shows up and he's like, Yo, what's up? I'm Harry Strickland. I'm going to murder John, Danny, Davos. <laughs> and he just does it. Because he's surely he's like one of the best. Maybe he's one of the the people that um, uh, Jamie was referencing that there's only three people that could maybe stand a fight against him. Because mm-hmm. we because if he's the leader of the Golden Company, surely he's made his way up there. Yeah, he's not just some like Tyrion where he can't fight. He's yeah.
2: This the thing about cell swords. Yeah, yeah.
0: They they go. They, they follow power. the guy who's the best. Yeah. So I that'd be kind of cool if you just see Harry Strickland just cut through main characters It'd mm-hmm. be great i kind of like that idea that it's like almost where did this guy come from why is he killing all of our friends
2: yeah i i feel like that'd feel a little unearned
0: yeah and that's and that's kind of like almost with the way that he is that we know about him i think it's it's unearned in a good way it's, okay that it's just like who the fuck is this guy why does he get to come in and kill him but you think about it—if he's the leader of the Cell Swords, he's the best, and it makes sense that mm-hmm. he did it. And then you're just like, "Okay, I hated Cersei in the Mountain and Kyburn. You're my enemy now. Yeah. I want you to die because you killed Jon."
2: I could, I, okay, I could actually see it. Like that'd be a good Game of Thrones way to do it. Just we're gonna pull out an episode, a character, and have him have nothing until like the the yeah. second last episode of the entire show. Yeah, and then finally we'll introduce him as the the greatest killer in the world (laughs) uh that'd be like that'd be game of thronesy that'd be very game of thronesy very very gut punchy yes oh man which that's one thing i did want to say like the deaths in episode three none of them really landed with me with the exception of liana's yeah but in C- in episode four, we got real like the two real deaths, Masande and the dragon, and both of those were like real gut punch ones. Yeah, you actually, you feel those. There's this. You really do. There's this Game of Thrones feeling that I can't describe. Yeah, where it's like this, just not not nauseous, but you got like this knot kind of. It's the
0: it's the same feeling I get every time I watch the Red Wedding. Yeah, like regardless, like when Kenzie and I get there, I'm going to be like, oh, here it he comes. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I really ho- oh she she shouldn't be listening to this anyway she Should this chunk yep. she also I actively tell her not to listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't want to scare her away um but yeah no I am God I'm so excited for this yeah so who do we think's dying uh I think we decided that we're gonna do another episode of five characters and one for points yep um I think kyburn has gone mm-hmm. um I think Jamie's gone. Okay. I think Grayworm. I think Grayworm is emotionally uh, compromised, yeah. and it's allowed because they talked about it like three seasons ago. Yes, they introduced that his fear is misandry, is mis- yes. so they allow that. That is yeah. not a Deus Ex Machina randomly him getting yeah. saved. That's a <laughs> that's yeah. a foreshadowed thing. Yeah, he's fucked. Um, I think. Uh, I think Clegane Bowl is going to finally happen. Okay. Because I don't think that the writers care enough about that theory to make it a final episode thing. But yeah. I think they're going to do enough fan service where they're going to put it in this. Okay. Because he's there. Or he's on the way he's with John. He's on the road.
2: So I'm... We're oh, on, no, he's not he's, with anybody. No, he's, he's with Arya. He and Arya are They're just they... kind of rolling down on the. Oh, uh, they're going to show up randomly. So what I think... I think so this one's going to be the big battle, and we're going to lose a lot of the yeah. main people. So Grey Worm...
0: I think Grey Worm and Euron are kind of the obvious two. I I don't... Okay, so here's the thing. What I think is going to happen is... It's going to be almost a a Lord of the Rings thing, where they're going to just be there like... John's going to show up, and they're going to be like, fuck, this is what we got. We got like 40 Winterfell men. We've got... And I think, what, I'm trying to actually, like, think a genuine 24 Unsullied. No, they they
2: they said when they're, like, doing the little battle plan at the map. They said like, half, but that was half. not half. We didn't see the whole battle. That's we don't fair. have a bird's eye view. But, like,
0: they've got that many, but the Golden Company is way bigger. Yeah,
2: no, they're very strongly outnumbered. I think
0: Dorne's going to show up.
2: Okay. Because yeah, there they was th- the, talked about the prince. The Dornish prince is yeah. on their side. Yeah. So I think
0: the Dornish is going to, the Dorn. Like Dornish army is gonna come from the south, and I think the Greyjoy fleet's gonna come from with Yara, and uh-huh. Yara's gonna kill your own. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like a, it's gonna be a Dorn day, a Red day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's gonna be like they're gonna show up and just like, uh, just fucking Knights of the Veil that that, that shit, yep. where it's just like they're choked. And then they show up because mm-hmm. that makes sense because they talked about it. The Arya thing made no sense because they just like for that episode, they just retconned a bunch of shit that happened. I still yeah. hate that. Yeah. But this is these are things. This is twice now. I've come up with a, I've set a theory that is backed up by things that have previously happened. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. They, they put that in there so that it, when Dorn shows up, they're like, "Yay, the Dornish Prince. Who's the Dornish Prince? That guy? Oh, he's so young. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be another Liana thing. It's going to be like a fucking 10-year-old. Who is the Dornish Prince? All of them are dead. Is Tristane dead? Tristane's dead.
2: I don't remember that happening.
0: Yeah, He got stabbed.
2: That usually happens to people in this show. Yeah, (laughs) especially in Dorne. Dorne
0: has a tendency to get stabbed or head exploded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we're going to see. I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a like, like Battle of Pelennar Fields where... Just
2: everyone rolls up at once.
0: Everyone rolls up and everyone dies. Yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings had a, had the deal where only the king died, which was still a bit of a loss. Yeah, that's a fucking hefty loss. Yeah. Um, but so it's gonna be Battle of Pelennor Fields, except also all of your main characters die. Right. So yeah.
2: Yeah, fucking I excited, think, dude, I think it's likely to be like big battle, and then I think the Jamie Arya Hound cohort doesn't roll up till episode six and that's kind of the end game that's the is they're like trying to penetrate the city yeah few survivors
0: give me 10 good men and a what's like ten, 10 10 good, good 10 good men and some climbing spikes you uh, know and i'll impregnate the bitch yeah yeah which is I suppose braun's gonna oh what's i think braun's dead i think braun's gonna die i think braun's gonna show up that's what's gonna happen braun's gonna show up after like just being like yeah no like i'm not gonna kill you and then Cersei's gonna be like, They're still alive, and you're right here in front of me. Fuck you. Mountain do it. And then kills Braun. I don't
2: Braun's smarter than that. He's not gonna walk up with a job undone, knowing think, how unhinged Cersei is.
0: I think Braun is gonna make one fatal mistake. I think he's gonna be a little too arrogant in his skills. Mm-hmm. Cause it's yeah, he can he's kinda like the viper where he's like he like fights dirty. But the mountain like can't die.
2: <laughs> I just I don't think he'd be caught in the same city with the mountain, knowing that his job is undone and that Cersei's basically got a price on his head if he doesn't. I think
0: kill he's him. dead. I think Ron's gonna die. I'm gonna put him on my as my fifth one.
2: I think he's gonna die next episode.
0: I'm gonna put Grey Worm as my points.
2: Yeah, I think Grey Worm's kinda of the easy choice here, so I'm trying to think of someone a little more subtle. Yeah. Um I low key think Danny's going down this episode. Dude,
0: that would be fucking great. And she just like, because she's also kind of emotionally, her best friend was just killed. Yeah, I think both of them are kind of emotionally compromised.
2: Yeah, and I think John's loyalty might start to waver a bit.
0: I think we're starting to see that a little bit anyway.
2: Yeah, like he's like he's he seems like he'd be liable to just be like. I can't have. She starts burning civilians, which they made a big deal about setting that up twice. Which that's something I didn't like. That felt very season four, where they explain things twice Uh because I think at that point they realized how popular the show was and decided to dumb it down for casual viewers a little bit. So like right around season four is when the writing gets a lot worse. Yeah, Um, and they did that. They explained it twice that Cersei's bringing all the civilians into the capital. Into the red keep just to protect herself. I think Danny starts burning those people. John is like, This isn't why we're here. Yeah. This isn't why we came. I can't do this. I'm going back to the north. Yeah. Good luck.
0: Oh, you think he's gonna desert? Yeah. Oh and
2: I think there's a decent chance she kills him and then gets killed herself, trying to win it on her own.
0: Dude, my tum my, my tummy is rumbling. Not yeah. the same as my story, but my tummy's rumbling. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm real scared.
2: Yeah so i don't i don't even know we'll see i haven't even decided who i'm picking for points yet yeah like i was going with kyburn but then i was like he kind of feels like he's just gonna hide somewhere for the entire battle you've
0: got eight and a half hours yeah i know think um, about it during the basketball or the baseball game
2: yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll talk with hannah because she's got her list pretty well decided mm-hmm. she's gonna text you at some point okay soon. um I think Varus is what she's going with for points.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Which
2: is, I thought that was a real good one, and I thought it wouldn't be fair to steal that from her.
0: What so. the fuck? Why am I getting all these fucking, like, porn, uh, or, like, the model uh, Instagram followers? Stop it. No.
2: Very obnoxious. Oh,
0: God, you're so annoying. All um, right. I think that's it for Game of Thrones. Yeah,
2: I think we've talked Game of Thrones enough. Yep. Um,.
0: I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, Two man. Weeks left. All right. Okay. Ready? Ready. Let's resume Resume the timer.
2: Okay. We're done spoiling Game of Thrones, and we're, ready, back. To, we're ready to talk real stuff.
0: Real stuff. Matt, what are we
2: talking about? Oh, well, this week, in honor of John Wick 3 coming out, we're talking about movies that are better than they had any right to be, which is kind of a weird sort of thing, so I'm going yeah. to define what I'm meaning by that. When the original John Wick came out, like, the pitch is elderly Keanu – not elderly, but, like, older middle-aged Keanu Reeves is a retired hitman from this sort of weirdly mythological, and there's, like, these behind-the-scenes rules going on, Uh just world of hitmen and assassins, and it's all kind of a hyper-stylized action movie. Yep. And he comes back for one last job where he just murders everybody. Yeah. That sounds really stupid on paper. It does and it was absolutely great on screen
0: because it doesn't it doesn't focus on trying to make the plot too intricate. Yeah, it's, it's just John it's just Keanu Reeves beating the fuck out of people and murdering them. It's
2: a, it's a vehicle for some really beautiful action. Yeah. And so I think it it knew what it needed to be and it did something right. So basically my idea for this episode was I'm a, I've got a bunch of movies that if I pitch them to you, just like, as oh, what let's they are. Do it. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Let's do as it. I'm going to go down and I'm going to pitch them to you. And you're going to be like, that sounds really stupid. And then we'll talk about why they're good.
0: Okay. I'm also going to try to name which movie it is. Because okay. we, we always had a lot of fun with this. That you're, yes. I always had a lot of fun with it. You're always good. You're better at it than I am. Yep. Coming up with like a really dumb way of saying a certain movie. Yeah. Like, what's the one for Lord of the Rings? Like, Old Man Leads Short People to a <laughs> Volcano or something?
2: <laughs> uh, Old Man Takes. um. Small diverse tour guide on worst tour ever. <laughs>
0: tour. Tour. tour, 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 tower, tour. tower, tour, tower. tower, two towers, two towers. There you go. There we go. Full circle. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So Return of, of the Ring. Wait.
2: Um. <laughs> so some of these, of course, you won't have seen. Uh. But I'll try to mix in a fair few that you're okay have seen. Just you know yeah for fun's sake uh so this one you have seen it's a a found footage sci-fi movie made for about 10 million dollars starring no one you've ever heard of that can't decide whether it's straight sci-fi or sci-fi horror uh it's got a non-linear narrative and cloverfield nope
0: okay keep going uh
2: it's got a non-linear narrative and um almost no character development
0: uh europa report yes yeah europa
2: report <laughs> which why does that movie work so well
0: i think it's just really the like yeah there really is no character develop i think it's the the idea of the unknown
2: yeah it's it, it makes almost the the science a main character yeah that's the focus it's a more scientific movie
0: yeah like the science and like I, people are always it's a it same vein. It's akin to the um like uh, uh controlled risk. Mm-hmm. It's where we like the unknown. That's why like some horror movies like where it's that we don't know what's happening. Yeah, or like a mystery. It's the unknown. It's things that we enjoy is the unknown. And when you're on Europa and you have no fucking clue what's going on. There's that intrigue to it, mm-hmm. but you're giving them a little bit of something that you can explain with the science.
2: Right. Right. And it's it's definitely not a horror movie. Oh, God, It's, just, no. it's got some brief horror elements and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a really unique movie because it totally eschews character in favor of just mm-hmm. being like, we're just going to talk about science stuff and have some, some cool imagery and sort of just show this mission breaking down yeah. as it goes. It's also got, in my opinion, the best movie score of all time.
0: I haven't listened to it. I need to listen to it.
2: It's really great. It's Bear McCreary. Who's um,
0: that? What was it? Barrick?
2: Bear McCreary. Uh, um, oh, I've heard of Yeah. Talked you, about him. You know Bear McCreary. He's, yeah. He's not like a first tier John Williams, Hans Zimmer type of guy. Roman Jawadi. Is
0: he first tier now?
2: No. Is he second tier? He's like high second tier. Okay. Because he still has one big thing as a TV show.
0: I mean, he's done quite a few now.
2: Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but like done a all lot. these because he did a like Westworld.
0: Yeah, yeah, Westworld, Game of Thrones, Pacific, uh, Grim. Pacific Rim. Uh, he did uh, um, he Dracula did, Untold. Didn't
2: he do Clash of the Titans? Clash of the
0: Titans. He did all those ones.
2: Yeah, the sort of stuff you'd expect a Hans Zimmer student to do.
0: Yeah. Again, the Pacific Rim soundtrack is like if you told a guy who did Game of Thrones to do a soundtrack for a movie where its giant robots beat fighting giant monsters. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it sounds like. All right. But, uh, yeah, no, I think also call back to Mark's theory about yes. who that, uh, or about that, what that thing was about it being technology Yep, based on a lot of really sound it's a, logic. It's a great fan theory. It's a great
2: theory. If it were a more popular movie, I'd, I'd say we should put this out there more, but like no one's ever seen this movie. And no one's ever listened to us. I've never, I've never met someone that has seen this movie that I haven't told them to see it. Yeah. It's, cool. It's a, it's a shame. It's a, it's a good movie. It's yeah. way better than it had any right to be. Yep. All right. Uh how about this? Uh in the wake of the rise of some new superhero movies, a failing comic book company decides that it needs to get its its skin in the game. Unfortunately, it sold all its main characters, so it's forced to go to a B-lister that's never had a real big screen appearance C-lister, before.
0: B-lister? Don't flatter no, him. No, 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 no. He's a
2: C-lister. No, C-listers like way down there. He's mm.
0: like he's down there, but I'd heard yeah. of him before the before the movie. I think he's a Plastic Man level. No, not that far. Yeah. No. I mean, Plastic Man had a TV show. Yeah. And he's still a C-lister.
2: Agree to disagree. All right. I uh, think. Okay,
0: so for me, I think we talked about this. Our ranking, it's Iron Man, by the way. It's Iron Man, yeah. <laughs> I think our rankings are very different. Like, for me, A-listers are the ones that everyone knows. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor, Joker. Pretty much it. Yeah. B-listers is everybody, like, pretty much everybody else. C-listers are the people that people, are the, are the ones that, like, the casual can't name. Like, because other casuals can kind of name the Flash and Green Lantern. Like, Kinsey knows who they are, and I see her, like, the people that Kinsey can name are, my, are B-listers. Mm-hmm um anybody she doesn't know
2: your tier's your tier's about one down from me there's like a mega tier for like the trinity yeah and spider-man people that are just so ingrained in the culture and then there's like the a-list of like people that people have heard of without having to have heard of very much and that would count like the green lantern flash Mm. aquaman um and then people like iron man would be more like b-tier where there's non-comic book fans that would have heard of him before the movie yeah uh, but he's not exactly a high-profile character. Cause there
0: was an Avengers TV show, yeah, for a while. Animated yeah, made TV show, stuff like that. Like those, the C-listers are people that get like a D-lister will not get a TV show. Yeah, to me, and like I again, like so, I think that's a good idea or good good point. That I think my tiers are just a step down from yours. Yeah, that like D-listers won't get a TV show. They might show up as a guest in like Justice League Unlimited. You got a lot of D-listers. Yeah. Um, nobody knows who fucking Red Tornado is. Yeah, that'd
2: be like a C lister for me. Yeah, like he, uh, he exists. He, vague
0: li- he exists. He's got some real stuff
2: out there. Mm-hmm. He's not just a condiment king type polka dot man. Almost a almost a joke character. Like yeah. he exists, but you haven't heard of him unless you're an actual comic fan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So why was why was Iron Man so good?
0: Because Robert Downey Jr.
2: That's a good. That's a that's good reason.
0: Literally the only reason. And yeah. like the effects, the 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 groundedness and the effects of it. Like, the effects in Iron Man are better than some of the effects in Civil War, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Because there's, like, the scene where they're talking, and you can see his head kind of floats around weirdly. Yeah. It doesn't happen in Iron Man. Right. Like, I think they made it too bulky in the... Like, they kind of built it up, like, built the actual suit out a little too much mm-hmm. as it went on. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's also the satisfaction of... If you know who Iron Man is, you know what a suit looks like. So, starting with him in a cave where he just... Cr- cr- crunches this shit together. Right. And then it kind of makes the mark II, which is like, oh, it's closer." And it like and it's the satisfaction of progression mm-hmm. to where he is now. Um where he is now being at the end of Iron Man. Um and also just t- just Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like uh after his whole like that that Spiral. saga. Yeah. Um him coming back with Sherlock Holmes, Zodiac, and Iron Man, like, God, he's a God among, (laughs) God among actors. Yeah. There's a reason two-fifths of the Infinity War, like, the original Infinity War budget was his salary.
2: That's, I looked that up, it's... It's not true? No, it's more like, he, so the way he did it was he got his salary based on box office receipts, Uh so he's making, like, high, um, eight figures, uh-huh. So like I think 75 million was a number I saw thrown around. Hmm. But not like 400 million. Okay.
0: Well, I mean what it used to be it might have been uh, I'll have I to fact know. check it cuz I, mean, I heard I it. I think
2: I think it's this contract is based on box. Office. Okay.
0: Cuz I heard it and that seemed like a really reasonable or that it was sorry, not reasonable. I heard it from a pretty reliable source. Okay. I might have to go back. Maybe I misheard it. Yeah. It's possible. But who knows. Um uh, yeah.
2: It's uh it it does everything right. It's it's funny and it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's also reasonably grounded and gritty and it's got some actual like serious thematic ideas that it's yeah. core about like atoning for all his previous sins yep. and um it's got some emotions and stakes and Yeah. Um it's great. Yeah. It's a
0: kicked off a hell of a saga.
2: Yeah. I think just in terms of purely take it as a movie, it's still the best of the MCU. Oh, absolutely! But, uh, it, yeah, it's it, it's great. Yep, and it it's really surprising that it was, but I'm really yep. glad that it was. Let's see. Um, this one you haven't seen. I talked about it recently. Uh, it's a sort of cabin in the woods style horror satire parody that also at some points plays the horror straight and has a um sort of romeo and juliet style romance undercurrent plus some surprisingly biting cultural criticism and satire all mushed into an hour and a half movie
0: yeah i i, I have no idea
2: it's uh, tucker and dale versus evil oh yeah which is surprisingly a really great movie considering how much it tries to cram into one movie uh-huh. it's um so the story is it's a uh, two kind of backwoods hillbilly types. Um, one of them's the the side character. One is played by Alan Tudyk, and I don't <laughs> I don't remember the main guy, his name. Um, he's reasonably famous, but he's really good in this. Tucker, uh, Tucker what? Tucker and Dale versus Tucker Evil. Tucker and Dale, and they uh, who's Tucker? It's the the two hillbilly Tucker, Tucker and Dale, and they. Uh, so it's it's kind of a like a cabin in the woods backwoods slasher movie but from their perspective mm-hmm. so there's a, a group of preppy college kids that go out to a cabin near where they're building a like a little vacation tyler labine yes that's him
0: what's he been in
2: um he's dale yeah uh
0: planet of the apes Rise of the planet of the apes hmm. flyboys monsters university new amsterdam escape room hmm. which is not doesn't seem like it's gonna be good. Probably was. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. For I guess one episode or something. Super Troopers two. Huh?
2: So like he's he's been around, but he's he's, not a, he's been a few fun. things. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's really good in this. This is kind of his big role. Uh, and then let's see, and then it's both basically just sort of a a satire of like. They're working on their house, and the kids are just sort of out in the woods nearby, and they cut into a wasp's nest with a chainsaw. And so Alan Tudyk comes running out waving a chainsaw around with these <laughs> college kids and freaks them out. Cause they're, and they think that like they're almost in a horror movie. like They're getting picked off by these guys, and they start dying one by one in just these hilariously convoluted ways. Oh, so
0: the two – so they think that – Think the college that, students think that Dale and Tucker are the evil ones. Yeah. But they're not. There's just shit going wrong. Yeah, they're just like... That is hilarious. Pleasant,
2: mild-mannered hillbilly guys just working on their, their vacation house in the backwoods. And, like, just taking on that face value, it'd be a fun movie. Yeah. But it's got so much heart to it because uh-huh. it gets you to really like all these characters and there's, uh like, a romantic subplot that's really good. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the end, it starts getting really, like dark and incisive i'm gonna see if this is anywhere it's on hulu it's on hulu it's on hulu Hulu. fuck yes i'm watching that today then yeah it's got some really cutting cultural criticisms and stuff it's a it's just i don't even know how it works because you know we criticize um mixed tones a lot like Uh movies that don't know what they want to be i think that this one knew what it wanted to be because so one thing it does really well is it ties all of these tones into different elements in the movie. Uh So a certain character will take the spotlight for a minute and it shifts into more of the darker, uh, scene and then another character and it'll pull back into more of the almost rom-coms type stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, I think it does a good job of setting its own internal boundaries. And then each of the little micro level things works really well. So it's just, It's a a really impressive, well-put-together thing. Why why are you glaring at your finger? Ow! What did you do?
0: I have a thread coming from my jacket, and I tried to pull it, and I wrapped it around my finger, and I yanked it, but it didn't come out, and it just, like, cut my finger like a wire. Ow. Fuck! Ow! Like, it's actually, like, it hasn't drawn blood, but it, like, looks like a paper cut. Ouch. Jesus, fuck you, suit! (laughs) God! with your stupid
2: fancy lapels and
0: oh i'm shiny like my 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 uh my shirt is rather iridescent yeah and my i have a silver tie very nice very shiny today look a wild shiny preston (laughs) Ah. shut up pokemon
2: joke yep anyway no that one's really good yeah and it totally doesn't seem like it uh there's a great video have you heard of uh ryan hollinger maybe he's a sort of semi-popular youtube channel he's a irish guy that mostly breaks down horror movies uh Um, possibly not then but he did a really great video on this a couple weeks back okay um
0: when did this come out 2010
2: because i watched it for a 2010 episode
0: ryan hollinger nope no idea
2: okay um yeah he's he's a lot of fun uh all right moving on to the next one a guy best known for his YouTube sketch ch- comedy show decides that he's going to direct a serious horror movie sort of based around a black exploitation setup. <laughs> Get out. Yep. And crafts an Oscar winning screenplay in the process.
0: Yep. I think this one, uh, I think based on that description, it sounds like it should be not as good as it should be but like if you actually look at like the plot of what it is yeah i think definitely that makes it seem like what it actually was yeah but uh, like
2: how many internet youtube people could make a a movie that sort of walks the line between between being pure horror and sort of black exploitation satire
0: thought you were going with, like, how many comedians can make a serious movie, and I was like, I have a list. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Bo Burnham with 8th Grade, and I was mm-hmm. like – and then you said horror movie, and I was like, Bo Burnham with 8th Grade. Boy, 8th <laughs> Grade was terrible. <laughs> then you went black exploitation, and I was like, ah, oh, that takes out both Quiet Place and 8th Grade. Yep. But uh, – Yeah, so get out. Why does it work so well? I think it's – I really just think it's a genuine, like – Jordan Peele's mind Mm -hmm. like how he works and what he writes into it. And the just the very different feeling you get from his movie as a horror movie that, as opposed to like paranormal and slasher movies, Mm -hmm. it's more of an unsettling feeling and a like, it's just like off putting as opposed Mm -hmm. to a normal horror movie where it's like, like it makes you, if you're a white person watching it, it makes you like, (laughs) really question a lot of shit yeah and it's like it's great like it definitely like calls like it calls out racism in a very interesting way that really makes you uncomfortable and that's the fucking point yeah like i'm not gonna be like a white person like i don't like that movie because it makes me feel uncomfortable it's like i fucking love that movie because it makes me feel uncomfortable i love movies (laughs) that
2: make me feel tense and uncomfortable
0: um but yeah it's i think it's that i think it's the and also the ability that it it's an intricately designed commentary that can also be picked up by lay people. Yeah. Like it a lot of movies like this where where there is a very discreet underlying commentary sometimes doesn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. But this one does and it's still quite discreet. Mhm. So. Yeah. I think there's a uh, the ability it works so well because so many people could actually pick up on what he was trying to say.
2: Right. But at the same time, it's so nicely subtle. Yeah. It's,
0: it's just really well made. Yay, being intelligent about movies. Woo. Matt's, like, marking on his note card, so there's, like, there's like a little delay between each one because you're, like, marking them off.
2: Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I mostly wanted to avoid sequels for this list because there's so many low-hanging fruit of, wow, the first movie or the first four movies of the series were really bad, but then... Oh, the next one was good or like mission impossible fallout 55 year old action star makes the sixth movie in a franchise that has been going for almost 20 years at this point. Yeah. How could that be any good? I'm not interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but here's, I do have one of the sequels that I wanted to use. Um, it's supposed to be a, uh, a modernizing of a franchise that's been going since the seventies, uh, and has fallen from very high heights of grace. And there's definitely two franchises I could franchise in. Star about. Wars? No. Oh. There's at least two I could be talking about right now.
0: Uh, okay, from the 70s, franchise from
2: the 70s. It started in the 70s and has continued until the present day. Uh, Planet it, of the Apes? No, although that's also a good bet. Uh. Uh, it, takes, uh, it takes for its main actor, someone who at this point was known for being in one of the worst superhero movies of modern times. Uh and then the went on to be in one of the best movies,
0: superhero movies, of the past two years. Not X Men. X Men hasn't been going from seventies. was thinking Hugh Jackman. No. Uh, is it a Ryan Reynolds movie? No. Fucking hell! Worst movie, worst superhero movies. Like it's Wolverine Origins. Is <laughs> definitely better than this one. Really? Yeah. Uh, is it? Uh,
2: I maintain that Origins is entirely watchable.
0: Uh, uh, are you talking about, um, um, Halle Berry? No. God. Fant There's a hint for you. Uh, okay. Uh, so it's either Michael B. Jordan, Miles, Miles Teller.
2: Nope. Fuck. Michael B. Jordan.
0: Michael B. Jordan. Okay. In a franchise. Oh, Rocky. Yeah. Creed.
2: Creed. (laughs)
0: i got there eventually
2: let's do a modern revitalizing of a of a franchise about boxing which since when has boxing been relevant yeah with uh let's let's see who can we put in the lead well rocky's rocky's no fun we we have to be culturally sensitive now and we want to put a black guy okay let's pick the i don't know this guy was in a movie that existed (laughs) barely
0: (laughs) kind of sounds like it should be a mess, but it's, it's not, it's, it's really not. I think the reason this one works is because it's coming on the back of something that's emotional from the good one. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a father thing, which almost always just immediately tugs, God, I keep hitting my mic. It always tugs on your heartstrings when it's a dad thing. Yeah. Like, or, or just a parent thing in general yeah. and him living up to his dad's legacy um, and having this person who, and like a dad thing and then the dad's best friend thing always kind of mm-hmm. like always does that. And then that coupled with just genuine genuinely good writing. Yeah. And then the phenomenal long take fight sequence.
2: Yeah, that's great.
0: Um I think all those compile into why this one worked. Mm-hmm. Cuz it also kind of stands alone. It doesn't rely on Having to have seen the old movies. Because yeah, they fill you, in what you need.
2: You, yeah, you watched this without having seen any yep. of the Rockies, right?
0: And I genuinely enjoyed it so yeah. much. Yeah,
2: and I've only ever seen the first Rocky and Rocky Balboa, weirdly enough. Which I think is the sixth
0: one. Yeah, it's also bad. Was it passable?
2: Sort of pass. It's, it's weird. It's He comes out of retirement to fight mm. some guy. I don't know. I don't remember what happened. Also,
0: Hellboy takes the place of the worst movie ever. Worst superhero movie ever. Yeah. So, I just said one of the worst. One of... Okay, <laughs> I thought you said the worst. No. That's when I started going with, like, Green Lantern, Fan Forest. Like, I forgot Fan Forest. To go, I, I Everyone was, like, forgets it existed. Yeah, it's I a repressed kind of memory in culture. Collective memory. It, yeah, it's a collectively repressed memory. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, That's no. a great movie.
2: It's really great. It totally shouldn't have been, but I it, need to go see Creed 2. Yeah, yeah, Creed we 2 is good. I heard it was good. Okay. I haven't seen it. Uh, let's see. Um... This one you haven't seen, but you might be able to guess it. This is another sort of sequel. It can't decide if it's a sequel or a soft reboot or a prequel. Okay. Um, that refuses to have anything resembling a plot and just decides to do a car chase for two hours. Uh... It went on to be nominated for ten Oscars, including Best Picture. This year? Not this year.
0: Um... Past five years. Give me an actor.
2: Well, if I give you the obvious one, it'll be obvious. So, uh, Charlize Theron.
0: I I don't fucking know who that is.
2: She's the atomic blonde.
0: Oh, I I don't... I don't know her enough to... You'd recognize her haircut from this one. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, give me the obvious one. Tom Hardy. Oh! Uh... Uh oh car chase. Oh Ma- uh, Mad Max. <laughs> I was thinking Locke. I was like car Tom Hardy. I was like how would I recognize the haircut? Uh she's bald and Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mad like Max shape uh, head. I saw the uh all the cinefit or all the um clips mm-hmm. from it on, yeah. on YouTube, the great clips or whatever. That's a haircut place. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what they're called. Yeah. But yeah, so that I don't know. I think that one was, I think that one sounded good from the get-go. It was, it followed up Mad Max, which was a great, like, I think one and two were great, and three was, was. What hmm. I
2: hear is that it was a good trilogy. Yeah. But this also would, would have felt like really like a cash grab. Kind yeah. Kind of thing, like, let's go revisit this popular franchise like they're doing to everything else nowadays. Yeah. Um, And I think it worked so well because they were just like, they john wicked it they're like we don't care about story we can show some really awesome action on screen now and that's what we're gonna do
0: yeah and i really like I, I feel like this is this probably isn't something that made it work i think this might have actually heart hurt it a little bit um is the all the culture of it inside like them going like witness me and stuff like that they never really explain it. it's just something they do and like i think that does help because it, it does help for what they don't bother expositing it
2: yeah focus on the action but it makes it feel like a real world with yeah actual, exactly its own rituals and customs and traditions yeah it's a more immersive experience because of it
0: this was made in china good for it good hat why i don't know probably because outsourcing and it's cheaper um why did i mention or why was it made in china both okay <laughs> you don't have an answer to the first i don't one. have an answer to the first one no yeah um but yeah no that one
2: it's a good yeah. movie it's it's another John Wick where, like, this sounds dumb. And then there's, like, well, we'll just make a good action movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably like uh, Hobbs and Shaw is going to be. Yeah. Where it's just like, let's just have them fight people all the time. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know what? Or, like, Pacific Rim where it's just like, let's just have Rock'em Sock'em Robots
2: with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you need that sort of movie that just admits what it is and does what it needs to do. Yep. And I think that's a, a good formula is not yes. figuring out what your ambitions need to be and where they need to be focused and so on this one they're like we're gonna do some of the coolest practical car chase effects that have ever been put to film and they just decided to only do that because that's all they need to do Yep. they don't need some grand complicated story arc or some rich character development yeah tom Hardy mostly just grunts his way through that movie yeah he does (laughs) yeah yep (laughs) Yep.
0: all right all right Uh, i think we have time for one more Ooh. Well, we don't really have time because we're at an hour, but one more.
2: Okay, one more. Uh, Disney theme park ride gets adapted into a movie.
0: What? Space Mountain? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tigers of the a movie? Caribbean, you uneducated swine. That was a... That's based on a Disney park theme ride. Was it
0: really? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I did not know that. You that is crazy. That. Yeah. No, I've been on the ride. I thought it was the movie first. Yeah. This one, when they
2: first made it, people were like, this is the dumbest cash grab. This would have felt like such a 2019 thing. Yeah. Like, they're making Tetris movies now. Oh, God. Is that still happening? I hope not. I'm gonna I am not heard up. anything on it, on it for a while, so I'm kind of hoping not. But they made a Battleship movie, and they're make they they made it, they're making a sequel to the Angry Birds
0: movie. So, Not Terry's movie. This would have felt like
2: such a ridiculous, stupid cash grab in 2019. In 2004, people were like, this is a ridiculous, stupid cash grab. You're making a movie based on a theme park ride. And it's great. Why is it so great?
0: Uh, (laughs) Because Johnny Depp, when he was good yeah when he was not
2: weird it was still it was still good johnny depp there good was a johnny lot of depp. novelty with that it also it does a good job of not making johnny depp the main character which is kind yeah. of one of the problems that the recent movies have had
0: it's really interesting the his it does a really good juxtaposition of his personality of like the of uh, mm-hmm. captain jack sparrow's personality against everything else yeah and i think that's what makes it so much fun is it's just just guy that just kind of strolls through life mm-hmm. having fun doing what he what he needs to do yeah and there's like a little semblance of a plot of like a this mystical thing that's happening yeah but I like mean, it's, it's
2: sort of a hero's journey with yeah. uh, will turner's character yep which is that's kind of how you have to do these sorts of movies is you need a sort of generic main character like a generic but good main character mm-hmm. that can be the audience projection point and then you make the interesting characters the side characters yeah Re-Star Wars, where Luke Skywalker, he's just a normal kid from Tatooine, and he's gonna go to the Imperial Academy, and then he gets sucked into this war, and he's just sort of an audience proxy. He doesn't know what's going on. Yep. And then the interesting characters, like Han Solo and Princess Leia, they're the side characters. Yep. Because that's just, it's a good way to do it. You need someone that the audience can feel in step with, mm-hmm. and then you need someone that they can laugh at and quote after the movie's over. Yeah.
0: I've got a job, to that's from the, what, third one?
2: Probably. Johnny Depp? Yeah. I've only ever through. watched the first one more than once. Oh, okay. And I haven't watched any of the others except, like, right after they came out. Yeah.
0: I'm, I should probably go through and watch. I, I rewatched The Pirates of the Caribbean a while ago, and it was still good. Yeah, that first one really holds up. And I need to go back and watch the rest it's of, a lot just of fun for the sake of having seen them. Mm-hmm.
2: I think but, there's probably also just, they were willing to play it so loose, because they're Basing on a Disney theme park ride. They can just yeah. have fun. They can do whatever they want to. There's and, not
0: a plot grade uh, for it.
2: Yeah. And it's just sort of got this fresh energy to it. Then. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I just, I love that image of Jack's boat sinking, right? Is that, that's a great way to, introduce as he like character. walks off. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's also a fresh thing. We don't have pirate movies. Yeah. Pirate movies. I guess they, do people not like, it's, it's kind of hard to do pirates There's, movies because pirates are always evil and rape and like murder yeah anything.
2: you either have to make them too sympathetic and
0: Disneyfy them which
2: can work mm-hmm. pirates of the caribbean um, but if you try to do them like actual real life pirates they come across real bad yeah so it's hard to make them sympathetic i guess yeah um yeah there's just not a whole lot of pirate stuff i can't think of there. any other I mean, pirate movies there's there's black sails which was a show with i think john malkovich
0: I think anytime pirates are done, it's, like, like, there's, what, Sully? No, that's the airplane one. Yeah. Captain Phillips.
2: Yeah. That's, a like, a modern-day one. Yeah,
0: he's a pirate. Uh, he's not get, a pirate. No, he's not. The pirates come aboard. Yeah, they They're the bad pirated. guys. You got Captain America beats up some pirates and Winter yeah. Soldier. These are, like, modern pirates. And these though, are modern like, pirates.
2: There's, there's none of the, the swashbuckling, romanticized, old-fashioned pirates. Yeah.
0: What's the... Oh, I was thinking about this, and I want to do a mo- or do an episode on Assassin's Creed and, like, kind of how that stuff worked. Mm-hmm. I thought of this idea, and I didn't get back a text back from Carter or Brendan, who I sent it to. So Assassin's Creed does, like, they set it in a time around something. So, like, there's, right. like, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, or not ancient Rome, uh, Renaissance Rome, Renaissance Italy, stuff like uh-huh. that. Um, what I think they should do is there was a time when – I can't remember what the specific cultures are, but it was, like, knights – uh, Samurais and um, Vikings or something. Like, there's three very different, like, fighting cultures were mm-hmm. around at the same time. And they do a trilogy of those three, and, like, you're an assassin in each one of those, and they uh-huh. actually come across each other. Okay. Because For Honor, I think, does it. I don't... I think they chose... I don't think with For Honor, do you know what that is? No. It's like a... Um, it's just a... Uh, Brawl game, like not like a uh Mortal Kombat, but like it's the three, it's those three um people, those three classes of people. Um, and I think they chose those three because they were around at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, there was like a, a, a couple decades where they were like though, that was they were still they were all together considered together at the same like at their height, okay. Um, so just seeing those three come together because they never like I feel like they never did mm-hmm. anyway pirates pirates i think i think the actual one is there's pirates like romanticized pirates and then two other ones that are around the same time mm-hmm. so yeah okay
2: yeah i've got a whole bunch of others on this note card i've only crossed off like a half dozen of let's them. just uh, rapid fire them all right uh rapid fire the trust which you haven't heard of but it's a buddy cop with Nicolas i was gonna Cage say guessing ones but then just no.
0: like so like guess the the ones that i've yeah fucking go for it uh all of
2: them. let's see uh Live action adaptation of an animated Disney property that definitely shouldn't work in live action. Because oh, it's like all, all of them, like because King? it's all animals. Lion King? No, because that was not out yet. What's the other one with all animals?
0: Uh, bah! what's the one like Finding? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, it rhymes with Bungle Took.
0: Oh, Jungle Book. Yeah, Forgot that came out.
2: Uh, let's see. A group of scientists have to go restart the sun.
0: Sun, uh, sunshine
2: yeah that one's great it's got some really dumb stuff in it to but it's restart great start the sun the first two acts are about my favorite sci-fi movie ever mm. and i'm one of those people that doesn't like the third act because it mm. goes in a weird direction yeah but, but it's got some really interesting stuff okay uh first time director best known for a stint on a popular comedy sitcom not exactly sitcom i guess but comedy tv show decides to direct a gimmick ridden horror movie uh quiet place yep uh, you wouldn't know this one. Uh, I'll skip it. Um, uh, a movie based on a popular toy. Toy Story. Toy Story's not based on a popular toy.
0: I'm pretty sure Buzz Lightyear was around first. Buzz Lightyear and Wood. I don't think so. Oh, uh, uh, based on a popular. To- fuck you. What's the only
2: a- good movie that's been based on toys?
0: Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Good movie.
2: Yeah. Uh... They just came out with a sequel.
0: Bah! What?
2: The second piece.
0: Oh, God. I have no idea. Lego movie. Come on, man. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, a rip-off of a little-known sci-fi movie with nothing but black leather and green filters.
0: <laughs> Matrix.
2: Yep. Which rips off um, Dark City, which is a better movie, but no one ever talks about it. Aw. Oh because it's it's a little more complicated i guess it's it's done more as a noir than a action sci-fi action movie Mm -hmm.
0: but you need that keanu reeves doing the little woo.
2: yep and i think the ideas are less focused necessarily Uh matrix is more philosophical yeah which gets really obnoxious in the sequels um the slowest spy movie you can ever imagine
0: spy kids
2: spy kids is great (laughs)
0: Tinker Tailor soldier spy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just ba- it's based on a book where oh, nothing so happens. Good.
0: There's, so good. there's
2: entire chapters of the book that are just dedicated to him reading files. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the best spy movies in the modern yeah. era. Uh, let's see. I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, the sequel to a fairly well-received but divisive monster movie that completely doesn't address the first and is entirely set in an underground
0: bunker. I was gonna say Monsters University. Nope. Uh, uh, Cloverfield. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes, Ten Cloverfield
2: Lane. Yep. That one. Like, I hadn't even seen Cloverfield before I saw that one, and I was like, "Well, there's this Cloverfield thing." And then the trailer came out for that, I was like, "This looks interesting." If you'd have pitched this to me, just in a yeah. blind spot, I wouldn't have liked it. But it's fun because it, it it's it's great at building tension with small characters in a limited space. Yep. So. Yeah, that's cool. One. And then, let's see. There's a whole bunch of others that you haven't seen on there that I'll just okay run through. Uh, so there's The Trust, which is the Elijah Wood Nicolas Cage buddy cop movie in Vegas where they decide <laughs> to pull a heist, and it's really fun, and we're going to make you watch it when it's 2016 movies, I okay. think. Um, the Man from Earth, which is guys secretly maybe 10,000 years old, or maybe uh, he's just leading his friends on, and it's an hour and a half of a bunch of college professors uh, sitting around a room talking. Mm-hmm uh black christmas which come on a a a slasher movie based around a holiday that's holiday that's not halloween yeah lame although it came first it came four years before halloween so oh okay there's that and that one's really great ryan hollinger's also got a great video on that one so uh that uh american animals which is half heist movie half Talk documentary yep and it's that sounds incredibly dumb, but it's super fun. Yeah, uh, Good Time, which is a little crime movie that no one ever heard of, and Robert Pattinson bullied his way into being the lead. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's really great, and Robert Pattinson is absolutely fantastic in it. He's
0: do he did that again, uh, with whatever something that's coming out. Did he? He made his way into a lead of a. I mean, oh. he's, he's in Christopher Nolan's. He's movie. in Christopher Nolan's. Yeah, that's right. I don't
2: think he bullied his way into that. Yeah, no, he
0: he like. It's so weird. Everyone like shits on him. He's working so of, hard
2: to get his image back. Yeah, he.
0: Everyone shits on him for the fucking Twilight, but like Cedric with, uh, with like Cedric and with the mm-hmm. that one and whatever else he's been doing, he's great in everything else I've seen him in. He's, yeah, he's a legitimately really good actor. And it's like Hayden Christensen, except he's actually trying. Right. <laughs> Hayden Christensen just kind of gave up. Yeah. He did uh, jumper. Yeah. Or jump or I think it was jumper. jumper, and just Which I is, haven't seen. It's he's watchable. Been in things, but. but not nothing
2: more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything uh, else? Uh, and then Hush, which is a Batman movie. No, Aww. unfortunately, it's a home invasion horror movie set in the modern day.
0: <gasps> oh,
2: yeah. Which there's a blind guy. No, what? It's a deaf woman. That's uh a... Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. That's oh, what of. yeah. No home invasion movies set in the modern day. It never feels like they should work because you've got like internet and there's people around and you've got a phone and but they cut that this bite. movie just systematically cuts all of those things out yeah and it's basically like three characters uh-huh and it's super tense and really violent and it's really fun just watching her solve problems uh-huh. and try to get through the night it's it's one of those really satisfying watches yeah oh i also forgot to mention uh it follows oh yeah which is
0: STD. It's
2: the most most blatant metaphor you could ever come up with. Yeah, but it. Except works when I watched
0: it, it, I did not catch on that because I was stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was in the middle of the ten years.
2: Yep, but that one's great because it's just in the middle. It's, it's so really. well done. It's so tense. Yeah, I, mean, I I always I always rave about that shot where they put the camera in the car and they they like pull up to the school and they get out and the like the microphone follows them so you can hear what they're saying. Yeah, I think maybe. Um, but they put the, sh- the camera in the car and they start turning it to like follow them as they go into the building and they keep turning it and they just kind of pan it around and there's just a normal high school. They're out in like the mm-hmm. parking lot. Kids are walking I'm around. I'm remembering this one now. And they get to the back of the car and you see a figure just walking straight towards them in the background very slowly, like, very far off.
0: And you don't and know they, if that's them.
2: And they keep panning it back around and they, you, you see them inside the building and they're like looking at some papers or something and uh-huh. they pan it all the way back around and the person's a little closer. You still can't make out any features. You can't tell if it's actually the monster or not. They never yep. clarify whether it is. And then they turn it back around, just yep. one more turn of the screw. And, uh, that oh, uh, that's just filmmaking right there. Yeah. Capital F.
0: That's a, good, that's a good movie for suspense. Yes. Yep. Yep. Shall
2: we? We shall. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to me list a bunch of movies I like that I wanted an excuse to talk about. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Oh,
0: no! What are we talking it, about next week? Is it 2012? 2012,
2: 2012
0: oh, movies? Oh, God, I hope not. I need a little more time to... Oh, I'm standing up because the suit is not entirely comfortable to
2: sit in. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, you should check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Podbean, where this podcast and all of our reviews and stuff will be located. All right, yeah, next week is the best movies of 2012, so if you've got any suggestions, and don't tell us The Avengers or Dark Knight. We know those, we know those ones. If you got if you got some more obscure stuff that you think we should check out uh, yeah hit us up on Facebook or Twitter where we're at justice losers pod we're also on Instagram at just
0: Los- we're
2: also on Instagram at justice losers pod where we sometimes remember to post pictures of things uh, let's see where else are we we have a Gmail we talked about that at the top of the show uh, justice losers pod at gmail.com where if you've got theories about who's gonna die in Game of Thrones you better Get on that real quick, because that episode's coming out in a few hours here for us. Yeah, um, I
0: highly doubt anybody's going to listen to it before that. Yeah. Unless they
2: do. I think Mark's the only one that, like, really gets on listening to it. Uh-huh. And he yeah, doesn't watch Game...
0: of It come out about 15 minutes ago. We're not going to be that late on it. Yep. I don't have any homework to do. Woo! That's at the end of the semester!
2: Yep. But he also doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so... Huh? But he also doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, so. Mark! There's that. Come on, Mark. Get on that. Uh... Let's see, what else was I going to talk about? Uh, yeah, 2012 movies. Uh, those at some point we'll probably do uh movies that were nowhere near as nowhere near as good as they should have been. Kind of yeah. the opposite version of this. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so if you've got some ideas for those, you can hit us up at one of those places. Um, start listing those out so we could have to do less homework for ourselves. Yay. Um, let's see, have I said all the things that I'm supposed I think you said to say? All right. I'm just at this point. I've probably hit all of them. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. On that first one.